Hey, sports fans, this is Straight From The Basement with Tamiami. I'm a 57-year-old sports fan who always said, since I never played sports professionally, then let's talk about it. I am born and raised in New York City. I played organized basketball for several well-known teams in the mid-70s and early 80s, such as the legendary home called Rucker Tournament, Millbank, Stone Gym and Riverside Church, LaGuardia House, and my all-time favorite, Each One Teach One. Having sports in my life at an early age always kept me out of trouble. If I wasn't playing basketball, I was either playing football or baseball. Hey, sports fans, this is Straight From The Basement with Tamiami where my opinions, views, and facts will cover the hottest, the latest, and the past sports events. So welcome once again. I want to continue to thank everyone who has liked and subscribed to my podcast. I appreciate y'all each and every week for doing that. Listen, if this is your first time viewing my podcast, please do the same. As always, before I get into today's topic, I got to talk about the hottest topic in sports, and that is, you guys already know, listen, <laughs> the superstar, outfielder for the New York Yankees, they call them Aaron Judge. Listen, the single season home run leader in the American League of all times, October 4th, he just hit it to 62, 62 home runs. Listen. Personally, before I even start getting amped, and I don't even want to get amped on this, personally, he's the single-season home run leader of all times in both leads. But listen, I'm not going to get into that because I think some of y'all know what I'm talking about. So we ain't going to go that route because I can go left and continue to go left. So we're going to leave that alone. Also, I just finished watching today, October I just finished watching a five-hour wild card series with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Excuse me, I was going to say the Cavaliers, the Cleveland Guardians against the Tampa Bay Rays. The game started at 12.07, finished about five-something. The first time in baseball postseason history, 14 innings with no score, but bottom of the 15. Oscar Gonzalez, the rookie for the Guardians, solo home run. Cleveland, they advance. They on their way here to New York. Yankee fans, we must be ready for them because they are the youngest baseball team and since, listen, not even postseason, the youngest baseball team since the 1986 Mets. These dudes got nothing to lose. So, Yankee fans, we again, we must be ready. So, let's get into today's topic. Today's topic is the top 10 NBA players from 1990 to 1999 and as you can see, yes, I'm excited to really get get into this. Listen, I'm continuing right now with my Sports Decade series. I had big fun with my guests on my last series, which was the 80s. Listen, this decade, man, listen, this decade changed the game, and it changed the NBA game drastically. 
the center position in particular. I'm going to stick and stay with them just for a moment. The center position particularly changed the game. I mean, we saw the big men in the 80s. They made a living in the paint scoring. I mean, you know, that's what they did in the 80s, in the 70s, in the 60s. Everything was in the paint. That was their bread and butter. It was, if it goes, and a foul, which most sportscasters in the 80s and prior to the 80s used to say. But this decade, the 90s, it was a whole new game of scoring for the big men. Listen, we saw big men with the mid-range shot, outside shot, hitting it with no problems. I mean, this 90s big men was something else. The footwork was unbelievable for a lot of the big men in the 90s. And the moves some of these big men had was like poetry. I mean, listen, now you, I think some of y'all know who I'm talking about. We're going to name a few as we go continue with this show. Listen, the, the, the show, the, 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 the 90s, I, as you can see, I can't even talk because I'm just getting hyped about who's that top 10 in the 90s. It was crazy. I mean, listen, the defense back in the 90s, it was outstanding. All that violence and all that physicalness you had from the 80s was no more. It was a clean, shutdown, defensive time frame when you're talking about the defense in the 90s. I mean, it was clean. Yeah, you had a little physicalness, but the 90s defense was crisp, clean. I mean, it was, yo, we're going to get into that in a few. So for this topic, I have a few guests for this Zoom podcast. So I want to introduce my guests to you. I got first my man Shelton from Brooklyn, New York. I got Drew also from Brooklyn, New York. And I got my man Van from New York City, New York. How's everyone doing? Everyone's great. Wonderful, man. Thank you for having me. Good. Yo, good. good. All right. That's what I want to hear. Listen, Mm -hmm. this is the meat and potato show. Listen, (laughs) I want to thank each and every one of y'all for hanging out with me virtually in my basement. So we going to go down, get down with some ground rules first before I really get into what we're getting ready to get into. So there's several lists circulating regarding this topic. As always, I am not going to name none of the sports outlets, but I want to talk to you and get your perspectives on one of the outlets regarding the top 10 NBA players from 1990 to 1999. And this list goes as follows. And I'm counting down because, you know, this this list, man, I, I'm going to be amped. I may, I, may, I may zoom you guys out and just do the whole show my damn self. You know what I mean? Because every time I look at this list, every time I look at this list, I get kind of crazy. Number 10 on the list, they call them the Big Pat. You know who he was, P. 
Patrick Ewing. Eight-time NBA All-Star, 1990 All-NBA First Team. Patrick Ewing owned the 80s by leading the Knicks to a playoff appearance from the 1990 to 98. That whole decade, Pat was just unstoppable. Two NBA Finals appearance. Ewing rises on the top of the dominant centers of the 90s. Listen, this man averaged a double-double 50% of the time throughout that whole 10-year span. I mean, this man was doing it. Ewan was able to spread the court with his mid-range jumper. And listen, this man, you know, he, 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 we're going to get into his outside shooting because he changed the game when it came to the big men. You know what I'm saying? 240-pound frame. Also, he was a beast on defense. Listen, you couldn't come in there if you wasn't, if you wasn't Jordan. Airtime hanging. You couldn't come in there because Pat blocking it. Pat was blocking it. He was definitely blocking it. So, you know what I'm saying? Listen, it's a shame. It's a shame that he never won an NBA championship. But we're going to move on to number nine on the list. They call him the Clyde. The Glide Drexler. Clyde Drexler, come on. 1995 NBA champion, seven-time NBA All-Star, Clyde the Glide. Helped the Houston Rockets win that 1995 NBA title. Drexler was known as being so smooth. He was like, yo, know, he, he, when he walked, it looked like he wasn't even on the goddamn ground. He was just gliding. That's how he was. He, everything was like ease for this man. Listen. Drexler was truly a talent, y'all. Best player to grace. I mean, come on, the golden age. My man, yo, he was he was just doing it. Listen, counting down to number eight. Number eight. They call him nickname. They call him the stock. Listen, John Stockton, man. Eight-time NBA All-Star. 1993 NBA All-Star game MVP. Seven-time NBA assist leader. Did you are you listening to me? Seven times. This man give up the ball with no ease, no problem. John Stockton may have been one of the most intelligent players to ever play the game. Listen, this dude was bright. He knew where everybody was at. It was it, you know, listen, man, I could go on and on with Stockton. His high percentage was just. Yo, he was just like a genius on the court. Number seven on the list. We call him Sir Charles. Charles Barkley, 90-1993 NBA MVP. Eight-time NBA All-Star appearance. 1991 NBA All-Star game MVP. Barkley dominated. Listen, this man was only 6'5", 6'6". He had cats seven foot guarding him who couldn't even handle him. I mean, his, his, his body strength was bananas. Yo, listen, Charles was something else, y'all. Double, double. I mean, 50% of the games. I mean, I mean, he, 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 listen, this list got me going. I, I can't keep my headphones set on. <laughs> Number six on the list. 
Listen, this man had about 36 nicknames. <laughs> but I'm going to call him the way we call them. Superman. We talking about Shaquille O'Neal. Superman, six-time NBA All-Star. 1995 NBA scoring champ. 1993 rookie of the year. Shaquille came into the NBA in 1992, and he dominated since then. I mean, listen, he changed the defense. He changed everything when it came to, the, to, to, to that paint. He changed the game. Listen, unstoppable, powerful force. You Listen, you, you, you couldn't stop him. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't stop him. Listen, I, I think he's going to get a show all on his own. So I'm going to move on to number five on the list. They call him Pip. You know, Pippin. You know, Scotty Pippin. Six-time NBA champion. Seven-time NBA All-Star. 1994 NBA All-Star Game MVP. Eight-time NBA All-Defensive First Team. Listen, this dude, due to the fact he played with Jordan, I truly believe he ain't get all the, the highlights, the recognition that he should have. Because this dude locked down defense, his scoring, Everything he did in that 90s with, with Chicago Bulls was, listen, even when Jordan took, took a retirement break, he still was holding him down. Pippen was, listen, man, he was, he was, yo, listen, 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 he was holding it down. He holds Chicago Bulls down that whole 90s decade. Moving on to number four. The mailman, they said he always delivered, and he did. Carl Malone, two-time NBA MVP, nine-time NBA All-Star appearance, 1993 NBA All-Star game MVP. The mailman never missed the playoff. The mailman back-to-back 97-98 in the finals. You know what I'm saying? Listen, he had to go up against Chicago. He had to go up against San Antonio, listen, this man had to go up. That's the reason why who he had to go up against. That is the main reason why this man walked away from Utah without a ring. But listen, he delivered every year. He delivered every time. Moving on to number three on the list. They call him the Admiral, man. The Admiral. You know what I'm saying? Navy. The Navy Admiral. David Robinson, 1998 NBA champions, 1995 NBA MVP, 1990, 1992 NBA Defensive Player of the Year, eight-time NBA All-Star, 1990 NBA Rookie of the Year. Listen, the Admiral, man, listen, you talking about both ends of the court was bananas. One game, he scored 71 points. I don't even remember that game, but uh, maybe y'all do, but we're going to get into that. This man scored 71 in his final regular season game. Listen, yeah, listen, Robinson was a leader. He was a mentor. You know what he meant to that 
Popovich and 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 and, and nurturing um um my man um you know who my man the power for it you know who became a legend Tim Duncan you know and Parker I mean listen this dude Admiral man he was just that dude you know what I'm saying just that dude number two on the list man he's getting a show on his own sometime in the near future they call him the dream. Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh, my God. Y'all don't even know. Two-time NBA champion. Two-time NBA Finals MVP. 1994 NBA MVP. Seven-time NBA All-Star. Three-time NBA All-Defensive First Team. Listen. You had cats like LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Amari Stoudemire. Coming to him in they offseason so they can try to get some of his footwork. Listen, the dream. I mean, I mean, I mean, listen, we could go on for a whole show with just him alone. The footwork, I mean, he, 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 the offense, the man, the, the, the defense, he was he was bananas. Unstoppable, man. Unstoppable. I mean, listen. Listen, I, I'm, I'm going to stop there with him, man, because I'm going to get crazy with Hakeem. But you already know who's number one on the list. <laughs> they call them, they got a few names. I'm going to call them his airness. His airness. You know, hey, man, listen, man. Michael Jordan, man. Jordan. Come on. Six time NBA champion. Six time NBA finals MVP. Four times NBA MVP. Seven-time NBA All-Star, two-time NBA, excuse me, two-time NBA still champion, seven-time All-NBA first team. Jordan, considered the GOAT, considered the greatest NBA player of all times. I Listen, I ain't going to fight that. You know what I'm saying? I, but I'm going to get into that. We're going to get into that in a few. But listen, he had to go up against players like Magic, like the Drexlers. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the great ones like Sean Kemp's and the, and the Barclays. I mean, he had to go through them all. Everything, I mean, in the 90s, he had to go through them all. Listen, the hard work this man had put in in the 80s, it showed up definitely in the 90s. So, for my guests, I got five questions for y'all. And we're going to have some fun with this. I think, Van, I think, Van, you got some people in the background. Put them on hold. I need some quietness in the background because we're about to get in. I need the silence. We're about to get in. So, Sheldon. Yes, sir. Number one, the question is, do you agree or disagree with this order? In this top 10. Please explain, Shelton. All right, the order I would put, I probably would put Barkley ahead of uh, Car Carl Malone just because, you know, stats wise, and Barkley, he was just that dude. Like like you said, dude was like, what, 6'6, six, 6'5? Six, six, yes. And playing amongst the Giants, like he had the big men shook. Like, oh man, this, this little dude right here. And, um, I, instead of John Stockton, I probably would have put my man Kevin Johnson 
Instead of John Stockton, Kevin Johnson was a bad, a bad man. Drew, I told you, Drew. I ain't see that coming. I didn't. I definitely ain't see that coming. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, John Stockton, and we all remember when he banged it on Hakeem sideways in that playoff game. Yeah, remember that? I think I got. I think I got that poster. <laughs> yeah, so that's my only my only two uh you know okay. things with the top okay. ten list. Well, thank you for that, Sheldon. Moving on to Drew. Same question. Do you agree or disagree with this order? This top ten is in. Please explain, Drew. Oh, I, I disagree with this order. Uh okay. no, number one and two, I, I definitely agree with. They were the, the two most dominant players. The Dream and, and Michael Jordan. Okay. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they, they they went to the finals and took care of business every single time. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with, with David Robinson at number three. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, he was dominant, but, I mean, he ain't really go anywhere until Tim Duncan showed up. Mm-hmm. And he would be knocked mm-hmm. out in the first round. Um, by the Charles Barkleys of the world and the Carl Malones of the world. So I, I, I got Carl Malone at number three, and I got Charles Barkley up there at number four, and David Robinson, I got him down at number five. Okay, my man Drew, my man Drew, he's serious with his. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Van, same question. Do you agree or disagree with this order this top 10 is in? Please explain, Van. I totally disagree. I don't I don't have David Robinson at number three either. Um I I probably put I'll probably put Shaq at, at oh, number four. I got Shaq too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll probably yeah. put I'll probably put Carl at number three. At that in that time in the nineties, I probably right. put Carl at number three, Shaq number four, Charles number five, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Scotty, and I I might take I might take John Stockton off of that list. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. okay. I, I I feel you don't need both of them. You got okay. Carl there, right? You know what I'm saying. So <laughs> right. I might I might have put uh I might have put my man uh uh. Horace Grant. I mean, not Horace Grant. Uh, uh, Grant Hill. Grant Hill. On that list. Oh, Detroit Piston time, yeah. He killed when yes. he came in. Yes, he did. Listen, all right, I got the right crew for this 90s show. Y'all giving me meat and potatoes and then some. Okay, I'm moving on. Thank you, Van. I'm moving on to question number two, Shelton. Who would you move and replace that spot with? And where are you moving that legend? Please explain. Uh, 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 yeah, talk to me. Mm. Uh, are you are you keeping are you keeping all ten in in that in in that? If you are, you know, I, I know you said you shuffling. So tell me, tell me that order. Yeah, I want to know. Um, I, I'm I'm rocking with that ten. I'm rocking with that ten. But like I said, I will remove Stockton. And put Kevin Johnson in in that spot. Okay, so 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 Stockton, you got Stockton out of that ten, and you putting Kevin Johnson in that ten, that top ten. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, okay. 
And you putting, so then my next question to you is, are you putting them in the same number as Stockton? And we had Stockton at, correct me if I'm wrong, number eight? Well, we got Stockton. Yeah, yeah, we got Stockton at number eight. So are you cool with you cool with KJB in number? Yeah, yeah. I'm cool with KJB. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Shelton. So we're gonna move on to Drew. Same question. Drew, you said a lot. So who, who you you got in them getting out of that Tim spot? Um for me now, I might be a little biased, but at the same time. <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking at it more dominating the game, you know, right. more uh, of the eye test than what I've seen. And, you know, John Stockton was a great facilitator. He's very underrated as far as his defense. He's an all-time steals leader. So I, I, I got John Stockton, you know, uh, on, on the list still. But I will put him at number, number 10. Okay. I will put Patrick Ewing. And number eight over Drexler, because Drexler didn't even get to know he got to one. He got to one finals. I, I respect it, but um, Ewan was battling throughout those nineties with Jordan every single year. No doubt. So uh, I, I got Patrick Ewan over over Drexler, and then I've got over David Robinson. I got Carl Malone number three, Shaq at number four, and Charles Barkley at number five, and then you could put. David Robinson, number six, and then Pippen at number seven. Okay. Well, listen, Drew Drew got his business. He got he, he got his business down packed. Same question, Van. Who would you move? You replace it. You, you said a lot. Talk to me. I, I agree totally with Drew. I, I had the same lineup. So okay. I, I would take I would take uh John Stockton out and I would put in uh Grant Hill. So and I would I would definitely put Patrick over Clyde at eight. And I will put I will put Grant Hill probably ten. Okay. So it seemed like that seemed like the out man is John Stockton in this crew. All right. Okay. Stock man. Ne- another time, stock. <laughs> Mo- moving on to Shelton to number three. Do you believe that another superstar outside of this top 10 order should be in this top 10? So I think, Shelton, you said KJ, correct? Saying KJ. So, 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 and so you already answered number three. KJ come in, Stockton leaves. I think, Drew, you said the same thing, similar. Yeah, I, you know, I really thought about Grant Hill as right. well, um, but... I'm I'm just gonna give John Stockton his due because I mean he was hitting some clutch shots. He 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 single handedly um eliminated Phoenix one of those years after the years that uh like Phoenix I think went to the finals. Right. I mean John Stockton is clutch when he needs to be. He ain't right. asked to be, but he clutched and a lot of those points is easy buckets because of Carl Malone. Yeah, Carl Malone had a jump shot, but. He had a lot of open jump shots because of John Stockton. And you no, no. can't just look at just points alone. If you the all-time assist and steals leader, I mean, mm-hmm. over Jordan. He has more steals over Michael Jordan. That's just me. That's so I right. gotta I gotta keep John Stockton at that, that number 10 spot. I'm I'm good with the, the, the top 10 
And okay. I would love to put Grant Hill only because um, of his dominance, but it's just because he only had five years of the 90s. Right. So I, I gave it more to Clyde. Hey Drew, I respect I respect everything you just said. So 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 that top ten you saying it's gonna remain the way it is. You just rearranging it, and I understand you had a, you got a lot of love for Grand Hill, but not yet in this decade. I got you. Case closed. I got you. So the next question goes to Van. I know Van. You said some things. You you, you took you said KJ. I think right. I said, uh, I said, uh, Grand Hill. Grand Hill. So, and right, and you said Stockton got to go. Right. Okay. So we gonna leave it alone. We got, we got, we got a Grand Hill, and we got KJ coming in, and we got John Stockton twice leaving out. Get him okay. out of here. All right. That's how it's going down. So, my question number four is not related to this topic at all. In 1995, Shaquille O'Neal and Penny Hardaway got swept in the finals by the Houston Rockets. My question to y'all is this. Do you think Shaq should have stayed or leaving was the right choice? Please explain, Shelton. Mm. That's a tough. That's tough. That's super that's tough. tough. That's a tough question, but... um. Man, if I had to answer it, um, I would say, yeah, he, he made the right move because okay. look, look what happened when he left. Yeah. The man yeah. went on to win, uh, he went on to win some chips, you know, got with the late great Kobe. God bless him. Um, yeah, we we all saw what uh Akeem Olajuwon, he was giving him the business. He was killing Shaq in those finals, man. So I guess Shaq was just like, yo, I I, I gotta get up out of here. But I, I agree with Shaq's move. He went on to do, a, you know, to do great things, win a few chips. He won with the Lakers. He also won with Miami, if I'm correct. Yeah. That's yes. yeah. yes. Miami. So, yeah, I, I agree with the move that Shaq made. Before I go to you, Drew, Shelton says something. That was the reason why I asked you guys this question. He says something about a lingerie, Shaq and the lingerie. And not to say, because Diesel, that's that's my man dear to my heart. Yeah. But I think that was one reason why he ran to the East. Because <laughs> he couldn't mess it. He know he wasn't gonna get it. <laughs> you know, he you know what I'm saying? Oh man, I think no, excuse me. That was one reason why he ran to the West. West. Yeah. He ran to the West. You know what I'm saying? But 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 we we gonna stop right there with the Superman. I don't wanna get into it. Drew, same question, Drew. Do you think Shaq should have stayed or leaving was the right choice? I mean, when you look at what he's able to accomplish, it seems like it was the right choice. Now, right. for me, I think, uh, and Shaq, I believe, said it himself, he, he sort of come to Jesus moment when Michael Jordan put on that number 23 again. And they eliminated them the next year. <laughs> Jordan took off that 45 and said, I'm back. And they went and, and was 72 and 10 that year and eliminated Orlando. And I don't think Shaq felt like he could win with that team. And let's be honest, though. Shaq went to the bigger market. Shaq was a rapper. He was doing Twizzum. He was doing all kinds of stuff. He wanted to be the movies and everything. 
it, it, it was about Hollywood for him at the end of the day. And plus that check that Jerry West presented to him being the highest paid player ain't mm-hmm. hurt his feelings neither. So I think he was like, yo, I'm out. Let's go where the, where the money is at and where I could shine my brand. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it was for Shaq. You know, <laughs> I, I, I wish he would have stayed with Penny. But at the same time, look how Penny end up faltering out with his injuries. So mm-hmm. yeah. Shaq, yeah. Shaq end up making the, the, the best move for himself because he ain't he wouldn't won uh two more championships in Orlando when, when Jordan was there. It was a wrap. Jordan yeah. won three more after after he came back. So mm-hmm. it was a wrap. Mm-hmm. Well, Drew, listen, you said a mouthful with lobster in it. You know what I'm saying? Listen, he he he, he said a mouthful. Van, I don't know what you got regarding that. Same question. Do you think that Shaq should have stayed with Penny? Or did he did, did move it on? Was it the right choice? It was definitely the right choice. Okay, okay. But I also feel he could have definitely won one with Penny, too. Yeah. Yeah, mm. um, yeah it, was, it was the right choice. Okay, okay. Thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for that. Question number five, Shelton. Yeah. Again, this question is not related to this topic. In the 1994 NBA Finals, the New York Knicks versus the Houston Rockets. The question is, do you think Coach Pat Riley's decision to have John Stocks be the go-to guy down the stretch instead of Patrick Ewing? Please explain, Shelton. Mm. Yeah, man. Uh, Pat. You know, rolling the dice with uh with Starks probably was a bad decision, man. Like I don't even remember Starks stats that game, but uh I know it wasn't good for uh, his shooting percentage. I know it wasn't good, and didn't go to Pat enough. Then after Pat guaranteed, he guaranteed the victory after the Rangers had uh the Rangers uh from hockey they won the chip yes, that year. Yes, yes, yes. Uh wow. I believe the Yankees won the chip that year. Wow. And so Pat was like, yeah, this this is gonna be a New York sweep. Uh-uh. Nah, Houston, they shut that down. But yeah, Pat Riley, I think he he should have, you know, pulled back the rings on starts and you know, let Pat get that, man. He he was the man. And you know, yeah. you know, Starks, you know, he was. He was hot for a minute, but when it came down, when it came down to it, I don't know if the pressure busted the pipes or not. But uh, he definitely, Pat definitely should have. Um, Riley, he should, he definitely should have went with um the big Ewing, you know what I'm saying in that game, for them to That's try cool. to get the chip. Hey, show you, 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 you said a mouthful with some short beef for ribs in it. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna mention. I'm gonna talk about that in the few. Drew, same question, Drew. I mean, do you think Coach Pat Riley's decision to have John Stocks go be the go-to guy down the stretch instead of Patrick Ewing? Please explain. Listen, this is this topic hits kind of hard for me. It hits home <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I'm a born and bred Knicks fan, Ooh. and um. And uh, they lost game seven on my birthday. So, oh. I, 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 uh, 
This is bringing back some bad memories right now. Let me tell you the, the Talk reason. Talk to me, baby. Talk to me. All yours. Pat, Pat Riley. Pat Riley was riding who got him there. That that's what it was. It was about the three point shooting and who got him there. But all I could think about and hear in my head is my father yelling at the TV. Why isn't Rolando Blackman in the game? Why is it Rolando Blackman in the game? Wow. He was he was a three point threat. The thing was with Ewan, Ewan, I don't know if the stage got too big for him at the end, man. I mean, he was offensive goaltending his own baskets. He just he just didn't look like he was ready to take over the moment. We was mm-hmm. up three two in the series and could have finished them. Damn, he just couldn't get the game. He just couldn't finish the game. Like so, so John Stocks, you know, he got the heart of a lion, and he was trying to do it, but he's just off, just off. And Pat Riley should have said, "Let me bring back the reins. At least reset them. You know, at least reset them. You know, I feel that that that, that's the difference between not saying Pat Riley wasn't a great coach, but you know, Phil Jackson reined in Kobe in that game seven against Boston because he was trying to do too much. And he mm-hmm. told him, trust your teammates. Mm-hmm. And had Ron Artest and, and, and those guys winning the game and helping them beat the Celtics. Yes. So, to be honest, it's like he shouldn't have rolled um, John Starks, but not because he should have rolled Patrick Ewing. It's just Patrick Ewing wasn't, wasn't ready for the moment. Mm-hmm. And he should have brought in Rolando Blackman, let John Starks reset and come back with a better mindset and see if everything could change. And that's my whole theory, man. My man, Drew, man. On your, man, listen. I know it was on your birthday. And I can see why. Because you, you remember it like it was yesterday, last night. <laughs> oh, my God. I know exactly how I was I remember Yo, it like yeah. I, I, I see why you got the Raptors jersey on. <laughs> hey Van, same question, Van. I mean, do you think Coach Pat Riley's decision to have John Stocks be the go-to guy down the stretch instead of Patrick Ewing? Please explain. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think he should have rolled John Stocks. I know. I know. Like my man Drew said, Pat looked like he he. It it wasn't he wasn't in it, but that's your star, man. I would have I would have made sure he got the ball. Try to put him in a, in different positions, different. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But I don't know. I I, I just would have rolled with Pat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. The question number five for all three of y'all. I mean, every question, but number five, y'all gave me what I wanted to hear because now I'm gonna give you. One of my opinions on on, on 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 one of the questions, and it is regarding number five, what you guys just finished saying, okay? I'm a 1977 Laker fan. I don't hold that. I'll hold that. I, I don't hold that in. You know what I'm saying? But like you, Drew, I grew up as a Nick. And now, listen, that night, game seven, Pat Riley, you right. All three of you right. Ewan was not up for it going down the stretch. It was, it was, I mean, it was obvious. But I'm anal when it comes to a coach. 
And Pat Riley being a hell of a coach, I mean, one of the greatest of all times, I felt that night he didn't do what he normally should have done as a great coach. He was never, ever down the stretch was supposed to put that ball in John Stark's hands. I don't care if Ewan didn't want the ball. He was supposed to call timeout, look Ewan in his chest, grab him by his jersey, and say, yo, big fella. I need you. I need the ball to go to you. Hit or miss. I don't care. But it got to go to you. You are you 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 are the captain. You are the man. You the man we giving all this money to. Mm. You got to go. Go one on one on our team. I don't care what his defense look like. Don't pass it out. You get the ball, you go. He block it, you come back down, you do it again. Hit or miss. That was my pet peeve. With Pat Riley and Patrick Ewan, it was never supposed to go down to John Starks. Never. Mm. And 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 I, I mean, listen, I could go left on that and start getting angry. But angry for what? I wasn't even a, a, a Nick fan at that time. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this is my city. I love my New York. And, and like y'all said, they was there. They were up. They, I mean, come on. They, 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 they were there. Listen, fellas, I want to thank y'all. I want to thank y'all so much. My guest, Shelton. My guest, Drew. My guest, Van. I want to thank y'all for hanging out with me virtually in my basement. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. And for those who are viewing, I want to thank y'all too. Listen. Please continue to like and subscribe to my podcast. Hit that bell. Again, if it's your first time reviewing my podcast, please do the same. Listen, as I always say, sports is what keeps this world from going insane. Either in a pandemic or no pandemic. Pandemic. Until next time, take care. Appreciate y'all.